We're back! That was uh, done very smooth, lads. Well done. I'm asked to say Dino. Best advert I've seen in a very long time. Um, right. Um, I'm very tired because I've just driven back from Bournemouth, so somebody want to start us off talking about the summer transfer business? Well, yeah, we've had a bit of a break trying to get the four blades in a pub in a pub over the summer's been a bit challenging, so we've not really talked about the business done over the summer. Um, for what it's worth, my, my take on it is, I think it's the best transfer window I've seen for the Blades in my lifetime. The quality of players, naturally we've got more money to spend, but the quality of players, the positions that Wilders addressed, I think are the positions I would have liked to see addressed as a fan, yeah. where I thought our weaknesses were. Um, does anyone disagree, or everyone on the no, same page? by a mile, and it doesn't appear like there's any pumps in there. So if you, you could argue Morrison is, but it's a cheap one. It's, not, it's no risk though, anyway. Yeah. He's on a one-year deal, he's on a free bit. If it works out brilliant, if it's done, it's done, and we kind of part ways. The, the weirdest one, if you want to call it that, that I've seen, probably is Moussa. Because I, don't, I knew nothing about him. Alright, for minutes, it's not that many games of football he's played, but he's played for two seasons in the Premier League and not really done a great deal. And then to spend £10 million on him is a lot of money. But... There's obviously something there that he's seen or he's been been shown or he understands about that, that's that's behind it. And I saw, well, Wilder was apparently tracking him last year, wasn't he, as well? He was looking at bringing yeah, him on loan last so, yeah. season. So, he's, like you said, there's something long-term there with yeah. Musa. And uh, although you can hardly say, I think we contained him very well yesterday, and we'll come on to that in a bit, but, you know, with Josh King, Wilson and King. Wilson, yeah. you know, they've, and other players they can play off those two. They've got a decent array of uh, attacking talent there at, at Bournemouth anyway, so it was, it, it's always going to be a challenge for him to break from, through. From what I've heard of him, I've just seen him play out of in a way where, when a lot of friendlies have been on, and, and so I've missed them all. But by all accounts, he's just a bit different to the rest of the, the, the strikers that the we've biggest got. Thing, yeah. Yeah. In the fact that he's a, he's a big unit, he's powerful, he's quick, and he's got, got a, a big arse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly huge. what my dad said, and that's saying something. My dad's saying something like that. Well, at Hallam the other night, I mean, his first shot nearly at the corner flag, but then you could see good pace, really quick feed, and I think that's it. We've got now, if you could, well, Robinson is a striker. In the 5 forward pace we've got, we've generally got lots of different combinations. And that leads in nicely to the other two lads. I've made up the retirement, Bernie, staying a while. The reason I'm most happy about it is he adds a bit of shit out of him, which I don't think we have enough of in our side. Uh, and he always plays so bloody well against us. Yeah. So, and out of the two women, Morpai, I know Morpai scored yesterday for Brighton, but he was the one that I really wanted. And to go and sign a player for 20 million quid, it's it just seems very, very different. Sheffield United. It's surreal, isn't it? I mean, it's the market that we're fishing in now. It's, it's the fun that we're fishing in now, and that's the kind of value we're going to have to be starting looking at. But um, we've probably paid a little bit of the odds, I would say, for 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 maybe a little bit. But I'm not sure. I'm does, not does it have to be fair? No, maybe not. Maybe not. Depends how it's all the twenty millions put down. Whether it's it's like four million a year for five million a year, four years or whatever. How they've done it, but I think you've got. We would have got in with a lower bid, but if you look around, we're not the only club spending masses of money on no. championship players, such and, as and this is it. Brighton have done the same with more players, not Webster. Webster. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, with, with uh, McBurn, even at 20 million, I don't think it's that big a risk because, take the possible scenario, so we stay up 
and he scores eight goals, ten goals to keep us up. He's paid for himself. He scores fifteen goals, twelve goals. We go down. We sell him on for thirty. He doesn't. He scores five goals when we go down. We know he's good for twenty in championship next season. Yeah, and mm. so right, not yeah. really. And I think that that's the risk factor. There's very little risk in yeah. it because one way or another we'll either get a good player for a few years or we'll get or money back on it. If he gets, if he gets twenty that. this season, he'll, you know, be I think if we were talking last time we were together, we talked about who we're looking at signing. We did, we did talk about the Burnley. If we said then twenty million, I think we'd have probably all said. That's probably a little bit more. I would have said more. Sort of fifteen would have been the kind of value I would have been at. But it, it is what it is. It's the kind of it's the money that we've got to spend now. And it, at that time we were talking about. I mean, the rumours were the ITKs on Twitter were saying we only had twenty million to spend. Well, we talked about that. And we said we think you know we think we're spending twenty twenty five million. So you know four forty five forty five million we spent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So four fifths of, of a twenty five million budget on one player would have been massive. Yeah. You look at what we what we've done as well. For me. You talk about this big money. Is that shift? Because if you look at, like, say, our previous, the way we've increased our biggest transfer fee spent. You look at the players we sold, and yet we, we'd always argue we undersell our players in the market. Yeah. But we've sold players now like Brooks for 11 million. Compare that. I'm going to rarely do it, but compare that with Wednesday. And Wednesday's been in the world in a similar longer period of time. In effect, so we've had that year in the Premier League 13 years ago. But Wednesday's what they spent. Eight million on Rose, yeah, yeah. their biggest buy. They've sold. I think their their biggest sale is still Chris Brum. Or Steve Bruce. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Sorry, yeah, it was Brum. Eighteen to twenty from a Bernie's overpaid. Yeah. They didn't have paid five up from going up to eight for Jow. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That. Five, five million for Jow. That allowed Wednesday. Sorry, yeah. So I was looking at so that a couple of weeks ago. I know. I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing is for me, the players we signed. Offer us something. A lot of them offer them something completely different to what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. Moose gives us some pace and, and a different outlook from. Bernie gives us that shit housing, that yeah. physicality, aerial threat gives an option to go long if yeah. we need to. And again, Vestage um, just going to really just break up playing midfield, unlike anything else we've got. And apparently, apparently he's a bit of a shit though as well. Yeah, he's got a shit And that we want. And obviously we've missed out there, like Freeman, he's finally, and it's a Duffy thing, is a, a Duffy thing is a very, you could have an hour on that in itself, but Duffy, uh, Freeman's the Duffy replacement, Wilder's tried to sign about five times yeah. already, yeah. but he's actually the one that will make, look, is he a Premier League player? Well, only find on, out. Yes. But he has got something about him, and he's, he's, he's he looked, he made, for me, he made a real big difference when he came on yesterday. Definitely did, yeah. yeah. The one I'm most looking forward to seeing this season is Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything I've seen of him so far is just impressive. Yeah, yeah it's genuinely exciting. Got an insect bite on my leg and they're wondering why I'm scratching it. Um, <laughs> That's tropical Bournemouth for you. Yeah, well, you do go to the Riviera. Um, <laughs> the thing is, with getting McBurney over Morpon, like we're saying about options, to me, Morpai is just—he's almost like for like a shark. He's a younger version of yeah. shark. So if you—if we're struggling and Morpai is not working, you bring shark on. You're not changing that much, or vice versa. Now, if we're struggling, and you take McBurney off and bring shark on, or vice versa, you change. You've got an option. McBurney makes us more balanced up front. Yeah. We haven't—we've almost got one, two, three, four, five strikers 
or, or completely different. Yeah, you're, never, have, you're never swapping like for like. Two, two different scenarios yesterday, but for us, we got the option, like you say, of changing and changing the way we approached up front. Yeah. So we ended with, ended with McBurney and Sharp on, and we started with McGoldrick and Robinson. Two completely different front pairs. A really interesting comment on match of the day last night was about Brighton when saying Hewton at one up would have played for one nil. Yeah. Potter takes two strikers off. Yeah. And puts two on, including two on, and finish it, you know, and, and it, having those options, and you know, you can. That's the kind of thing Wilder would do as well. Yeah, yeah. He's added, we've added like goals to the squad, which is obviously really important. And I mean, you read so many stats, but it, it, that's probably a lot of his life now on Twitter and stuff. But a lot of these players, such as Robinson, etc., they will shoot from distance. Yeah. And that is, we don't tend to score those sort not, of goals. We haven't had for a couple of seasons that. Something out of nothing player, have we? We haven't played that way though, have we? We haven't needed it as much. Because we've created a chance. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to have less of the ball, so we are going to have yeah. 35% of the ball. Someone who can just do something yeah. in, in those, a bit of magic. In, 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 in way of those top six, well, in way of a lot of teams, you're just going to win the need. I mean, we had those chances yesterday. A lot of those were from long range. Like, there's going to be less times where we can patiently create that perfect chance, which is obviously what we've done for three years. So, good signings. And Jagielka um, coming in. I'm happy enough with Jagielka coming in as somebody who can have a bit of experience around the place. I think Osborne's a good signing to give us a bit of depth. There's competition for Flex, potential competition for Ender. Morrison, I, I still think Morrison. We'll see, won't we? It's a yeah. no brainer. I think if he gets in the side and starts performing, I've, I've I think got a feeling he'll, he'll find his way into the side in the next few games and we'll all be going. Okay, yeah, what have we got here? <laughs> what have we got here? Yeah. In, in a good way, obviously. And yeah. then he'll do his ACL. <laughs> what, I think have, what, what I think we have done as well, and just having seen the um, the behind the scenes signing videos and stuff like that, which by the way brilliant. are brilliant, yeah. we look like we've had a character and characters. Mm. So obviously Wilder does his, he does his background on him, he doesn't just bang because he's just the, the players, he does his due diligence on them. They all look like that. Obviously, Marvel Morrison's got this in, um, the kind of reputation as a trouble cause. Oh, when he signed Moussetti, he was when good he signed got a good bunch of lads, it'd be a good season. But they all, and then um, Morrison and uh, Free and um, Robinson have been tweeting, and McBurney, that one, they're dicking about that. About and they just look like the kind of. Morrison telling to us, uh, just an honour to share a pitch with you, really special. Can you teach me how to do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll be working on it in training, I'll be in in an hour. See you <laughs> out the pitch for that. And he's just, right. he's just added to that kind of whole. Yeah. He's like unity, it's, like yeah. it's just the spirit. And, and we've brought the age of the squad down by quite a, li- quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah. well Point five, I want to say. Right, like right, right. and this—it's been such a good transfer window. Dean Greedy and Wood White, an athletic right-hand side centre half. And I think that that will potentially be our January. Mm. Mm. We're linked with um, the kid from Leicester, weren't we, Amarte? Yeah, yeah, and he could have been a midfielder. Chuck, because obviously that, my, the company I worked for are based in Leicester, and there's a lot of Leicester season to get all there. They were saying he's really good, really athletic, up and down. The only thing about him is he switches off. Every so often, you'll just see yeah. him. Bash him. <laughs> well, yeah. They said you'll just see him just switch off at a corner or free kick, yeah. but he said for that role, yeah, up and down, up and down at centre half, so it'd be ideal. I think that might be the one that we like But the pleasing thing on that yesterday was, and I, I would agree, that right hand side is the one area that you could argue we should have strengthened, or at least competition for places. But yesterday, you know, the the, well, the, the Basham and O'Connell, the Basham and O'Connell overlaps again. We were working yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and, and the, the, the game went on. The fact that you know, match of day week one have pulled out the overlapping centre back. So well, I know. Kind of out the touch she, yeah. I bet Wilder watching that start blushing. She were all over him, weren't yeah, they? Well, yeah, yeah. They played he, together at Southampton. Possibly. That yeah. could be why they know each other. Maybe. Um, but the thing but, is with Basham, it's a tough, it's a tough position to fill. Yeah. It's because it's a, it's a. It's almost like an unknown role. It's you like need to learn. It's, it's like, like if O'Connell left. Yeah. For us to find a left-footed centre-half who can not only defend, but who can actually get up and down, put a cross in, it's comfortable more. It's a tough, it's a tough ass to fill. I actually think Basham plays that better than O'Connell does. I think Basham's more natural at it. Yeah, probably. Because he's starting start off as a bit natural yeah. instinct. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm not saying that's taking anything away for O'Connell, no. by the way. But, but, but there's not a ready-made, you couldn't just... No. Like, like, you I can't just, scout a player to, oh, we need a centre-half who can run down the wing. Well, so not really something. In the last season saying, uh, we should bring Aidan Flint, because Middlesbrough are going He's a good centre-half, no way on earth. Can he play that attacking right side? And I, I don't think he could do what Egan does as well. No, he couldn't. But, just, but that's, that's the thing. People were saying, just because he's a good centre-half, yeah, yeah. he'll slot in there. Very specialist. He's, he's been, as well, with someone like Flynn, he's been passed around the upper championship clubs. There's a reason he's not played in the top five. He's, he's a, a big, solid... He's a big one, isn't he? He's a one-up. He's got one-up. Do you want to talk about any of the outgoings? I don't want to get into the Duffy thing too much because, like you say, we could talk about it for hours. But I'm surprised there's been um, a lot of the fringe players are still there. And mm. if you listen to well, well, the interview, interview yeah. <laughs> that's quite interesting, isn't it? What he's saying. Have you, have you heard? I've heard. Yeah. Not by name, but he digs them out saying. Because um, Andy get into the interview with him, yeah. and he said any outgoings, and he said well, they should have been. And it sounds like they've been interested in some in some fringe players, but they've decided they don't want to go because obviously the contracts are getting offered elsewhere aren't good enough. And I'm guessing we're talking. You could be looking for others, Clark, Holmes, Clark. Well, I, I believe it's Hennigan's not going anywhere. There's not many gone out to be fair. No. But they've got another week, haven't they now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. League one and League two can still go into the third. Championship can't. Yeah. No, championship's done. So the interesting one for me in Quinola is obviously it's um, Leon because. A uh, well-respected local journalist I was talking to just the other day, I said, I'm surprised about that. And he said, well, people have been in for it. But we've got to remember with Leon, he's had three new contracts at times been with us. So the money Clark will be on. So that actually adds a bit of context to what Wilder said. Yeah. He actually said, I've, I've been, been really good to yeah. a couple of these people. Yeah. Well, I saw there this morning the Sun's reporting that Evans was going up from three grand a week to 12 grand a week. So it's cost us 600 grand. Yeah, some reporter had to pay him off. I don't. I mean, I'm sure we'll have had to pay him something to pay his contract up. But that do the math, that doesn't work out. Fifty-two times eight grand extra is not, or nine grand extra is not. No, but if you're paying up with twelve grand a week, that's getting close, isn't it? But I suppose. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's some. There's some. What customers this morning? On Sunday supplement. Oh, what oh a Jesus Christ! Yeah. What the wine? Well, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get on to our favourite uh, our friends on the channel. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I jumped ahead. But, but, to, but to like to, to go back to departure, obviously, Coops is um, quite again it's quite sad. But he's gone to a club that won me up with Terry Light, Joey Barton, certainly an engaging character, he's an interesting manager, and he's gone in his captain he's got opportunity to have a crack at the promotion with. You can't blame it. And the thing is, looking at it from, from again, from, from Tufty's point of view, I love Coops. But nowhere on earth is he anywhere near our first team in Premier League. Certainly not now. There's no place. No Woodfleck, Morrison, um, obviously I don't know enough about Osborne. Whoever we've got, he's not. 
There's, yeah. no, and there's no place for sentiment. We said exactly. the Sheffield no. There's and no place for sentiment in football. And, and it proved that yesterday by not starting short. Yeah. Because I, 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 I wondered at the beginning of the season if, if Wilder might have stantwished him. He'd have <laughs> literally given him, there you are, Billy, you lead that first game of the season, first against Palace, and then gradually marginalised him over the season. And he's not. He's gone, no, you're club captain, but you're not starting. This is the best two. I think Sharp will, I mean, that's brilliant. And he'll have more impact as the season goes on. But he's obviously not gone down the sentimental route and let Billy lead us out just because he's Billy. I think he might do that next week. Oh, he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll start next week. I'm, I'm almost certain. Well, that's it. Pretty good conversation itself and the beauty of the transfer and a nice way to end this section really is you don't, you want you want to play Billy because he scored. You want to play Robinson since he's the most exciting tacky player you've got. You've got a £20 million centre forward. You've got a young kid who's lightning quick and you've got McGoldrick. And you've got McGoldrick yeah. up. You know. Whoever wants, like, McGoldrick out. First half yesterday was outstanding. As he dropped further deep into the yeah. he, he just... He, took control like he did last season so many yeah. times and people say you're not going to have as much time in the Premier League you just make the game look slower you, there is an argument to say the higher football you go you get an extra second or two because if you're playing in fourth division fourth division centre-halves will try and keep you up in air whereas in, in Premier League centre-halves and midfielders don't dive in because they know if they dive in and, and that's always the way that it, 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 I've kind of always thought it would be with the Premier League and we're yeah. going to talk about yesterday in a little while but the first 20 minutes, the, the way they pressed and the pace they pressed us out was like nothing I've seen. We actually said that this myth of having more time on the ball was not apparent today, the way Bournemouth yeah. played. Um, but transfers have been good, and uh, well, we'll talk about how some of the new boys got on uh, in the next section. Alright then. Bournemouth yesterday, first game of the Premier League season, incredibly exciting, uh, not, not so uh, exciting at 10 past 6, when in the WhatsApp group there was a message saying, we have a problem, my car won't start, so I had to bloody drive. However, the beer Moretti pump, when I got there, got some serious attention. <laughs> uh, but yeah, absolutely delighted to get a point, if, I think we probably deserved more if, if I were being greedy, but... It were a brilliant day out, and you boys managed to watch it up at the Banner Cross. Yeah. Shout out to the local Sheffield Drinking establishment. Not least we should be announcing that publicly for his benefit, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't don't come under the bus, but if you do want to watch any of the way games, <laughs> comes with a good review. It was quite fun just as they were about to kick off when everything went out as well. That was quite interesting. <laughs> really like it. We went yeah. So, uh, right. I think you say a good point. Uh, I think Wilder got it right yesterday. It was a winning point. That's how it felt. Yeah. It wasn't like we 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 snuck something that we didn't deserve. We really deserved that at least. And I think the manner of winning uh, winning that point <laughs> late on that dog agrees with me. The matter <laughs> of winning that point late on the way we did is is just a massive lift. Yeah. You know, and that, we carry that now into a home game. You know, sharp to get it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I mean, it's just. Like the BT did the thing the other week of they scripted it using data and then they burnt the script and thrown ketchup on it and so like that. That's the reason they did stuff like that. Yeah. That that's that's the point that we're trying to make. Yeah. You can you can analyse every number you want, but that wouldn't give you that. It wouldn't give you Billy Sharp scoring an eighty eight minute equaliser for his own town club with his first shot on target in the Premier League ever in the in his club's first game back in the Premier League for twelve years. It's not, the way it came about as well, I mean the free kick that 
form that saw what was happening did nothing about it. Yep. Our 20 million striker misses from Check. six yards out as he's back off the centre half's chest. Check. Yeah. It's, you couldn't yeah. write it. And my, my, the feeling in the camps, it was just, it was, it was, the term limbs gets thrown around a lot, but it, literally everyone went potty, and it was just, it was unreal. I mean, it was the same in the pub though. Same in the pub. The roof could have come yeah. through. I mean, literally, it was, it, it was like it was a, I don't want to say a cup final, but like a bit, yeah. huge match. Not the first match of the season. It was, the, like I said, I think that's the other thing as well. Yeah. In the pub, you can't get the atmosphere, and you, you've got everyone. The noise of the pub and the buzz of the pub and the comments and everything. You couldn't hear the sound of the the crowd. Mm. Listening back on Match of the Day last night, the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, it's always easy to have a good atmosphere when the home fans have got clappers. <laughs> I mean, come on, clappers. In fact, the Bournemouth supporters are very much like Eddie Howe. They're completely <laughs> lovely. Plastic, a bit plastic and manufactured. And just, like, you'd be bored. If you were on a first day yeah. with him, you'd be, like, checking your phone after five minutes. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, Mum, I've got to come home. So, not that I go on a date with Eddie Howe, he's actually married. But, like, he's... They, they, <laughs> I digress. Anyone would think I've been driving all afternoon. But the performance, I mean, if we go through the side, Edison, fantastic save. From yeah. Billing, who I thought was bang average, by the way, got man at match in some papers. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind Billing. I'd, he's one of them that, at the end, I'd have had him as one of the kind of people I'd, I'd have signed. But, but oh, he, I, he, I was out of the save. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Not, not just the fact that he got to it, straight straight down to get it far away as well. Yeah. I, I was impressed with all the back five. I thought Ender and Egan were both as good as they always are, but I thought Egan particularly, uh, Egan's he, he's marking Callum Wilson, and Wilson and have a sniff, and he even said on Match of the Day, so, so I just keep saying Match of the Day, but he like, just neat, just, they were all like Wilson, and they said on the corner, John Egan dealt with that very calmly, and he did, he really should, you've got Jack in there, who's had an ankle, in, I think it was an ankle injury or something, yeah. not played pre-season games yeah. for two or three weeks, did bomb up and down as much as he has done in past, but and bash him that heat map on match of the day. Right. We do miss you, Colin Murray. Oh yeah, we prefer Gary. In case he listens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just in case he listens. We'll yeah. uh, tag him in tomorrow. Yeah, why not? Um, now, but like I say, the back that back five, we look solid for the large part. You know, they, they pressed, but we up, they did the job. I thought Egan Marshall did superbly. He just sat in, and 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 he was directing. And we yeah we did we didn't have some of the bombing forward as much as we would have naturally, but it, we were, we were, we felt controlled. Yeah, it just felt like a controlled performance. The only time I was worried, and, and we spoke about it at the time. Oh, all right, we, sh- we could have scored after a minute. And what a ball by Lindstrom and, and beautiful. I mean, Pogba copied him this afternoon. Exactly, yeah, like for like. If if only if only I don't know if. If he'd have done what he did against Derby, he would have been one up after a minute in his first game yeah. in the Premier League. But I think after that, for the first 20 minutes, they took control and they caused us some problems. But I think that was midfield, wasn't it? Possibly, yeah. They were just that quick onto us. They gave us no space whatsoever and they attacked so fast against us. But even then, they didn't really create anything. Their, their first chance was towards the end of the first half, out of a lucky deflection. Yeah. I mean, didn't Eddie Howe say we managed to nullify their threats, but we didn't manage to impose ours or something along those lines? Yeah, that's, he's, he's, that's incredibly complimentary. Yeah, as I say, he's been, he's been pretty complimentary in what I've seen. He said, you know, he's complimented the way we're playing, that it's unique and it's going to take some teams. He thinks we're going to catch teams by surprise, and it's 
going to, you know, teams are going to have to work out a way of dealing with it. Yeah. But for me, a few things, obviously, in the ground, well, that I noticed. Um, talk about VAR in a second, but firstly, is how easy their players go down, went down. Yeah. And the One in particular. As a player, I've always thought Ryan Fraser's a fantastic little player. player. As I wrote on the name, he's an absolute shithouse for himself yeah. around like that. But a lot of bad language in this podcast this week. Um, but the the whole like you can't you can't touch anyone, and the ref is blowing people going, "Oh, the ref's shocking." I generally think that oh, we've got to be smart. Yeah. 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 I generally think that would be the standard of ref. Yeah. If you if your arms are up or if you're overzealous in any of your challenges, they'll blow. And to be fair, Kevin Friend, when he booked Fraser, and the boy is nine, but he did, I thought he didn't have that bad a game. But he, he could have made should have booked him. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fraser shouldn't have been on the pitch, he should have been at least challenge on, that challenge on Norwood, Norwood, at least. And I know there's been a bit of a debate on Twitter about it today, why that didn't go, if it did go to the AR and we didn't see it. Apparently it can't, I saw someone say earlier, there's a bit of debate on the video, I don't think it could refer to VAR because the ref saw it, dealt with it. I mean, if it had been yellow, if it had given yellow, they would have checked whether it was a red. So that's the thing with Fleck. So he booked Fleck for But the, 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 the request was, check that I've not missed an, an elbow. Right. Yeah, what we talk about VAR, actually, it's quite interesting. Now, we saw it on being Sports, and every time that something was being checked, it showed you what they were checking, a little bit like they do on the cricket, where yeah. it shows you what's happening. Mm. It didn't happen on Sky at all today, what no. I've seen in the games. You can hear the announcer at all the Yeah. And this first screen that was happening with bad language. The bad language in this pot, can I just say, fuck VAR? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, I got my, and I can I just say more and more politely, I concur. That's my, that's my opinion on VAR. Well, I'm only looking forward to Sunday dance. When you experience it in the ground, it's, it's surreal. So we were, like, the elbow incident. What's going on? Like, look over. And, it's, and it is like being at the uh, cricket, but we're not looking at a... Uh, so on the screen it says checking the yeah, but you don't see what the checking you don't I mean that might come in uh, Bournemouth screen incredibly small it looked like they'd literally and knocked it up for this season well, Old Trafford they've got dispensation because they haven't got a screen no they haven't have and, the and is, oh, is, is Old Trafford and Burnley got a, a Burnley got a screen yeah, somewhere else another big club they've got dispensation because they haven't got a screen big enough might be Liverpool might be Liverpool in the corner Anyway, excellent. But it was it was really surreal because even when Billy scored, they were lucky. They were I lucky. went over. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was like to check. Sent as a bar check. They were checking to see where it is. Yeah, because yeah. when you see Billy's goal disallowed today for yeah. innocuous, he couldn't do anything about it. He's just stood in minches away. What, talking about while we're talking Not about Billy's goal, the one that was really interesting yeah. was the uh, penalty, the Man City penalty yesterday, because we were we were talking about it at the time. Yeah. Why is that being checked? because the penalty was given, he missed. The reason for it was explained today. The reason it was retaken was because Rice was encroaching. And it was him that got... No, it was because Rice was encroaching and he got to the ball first to clear it. Had somebody else cleared it, it would have been a mid penalty keeper, in that wrist. The rip. keeper's got to have one foot touching the line. Something it? like that. I don't think he did, but I don't think they're... Is it that they're not reviewing that in the Premier League? It could be, I don't know. But it, coming off the it, it was Chris Kamara I was listening yeah. to on, yeah. on Goals on Sunday today and he said no, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Had it been somebody else or <coughs> had it have, um, the keeper had just saved just it or whatever, it wide for a corner then or it, it would have just been he'd missed and all that. Just we were laughing at people's fantasy football teams at that point, weren't we? <laughs> well, I was, yeah, and then I had to retract it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Work for the from that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've overthought, I've overthought the first week and uh, made the job to absolute bollock by the point Sterling and who I've had in for the last hour and many years. Shut up as well, by the way. Yeah. For context, my son's here and he's battering us in the league this week, so. We won. We yeah, won. We're too soon. Don't go too soon, sorry. But it, but it was a. It's not the first time you've ever asked that. <laughs> Good advice, keep it. Uh, another thing I'd like to think is really important to talk about is much debated player um, had a lot of criticism unrightly of some people he's had a fantastic pre-season and John Lundstrom yesterday had a fantastic game I thought he was very very good it's quite interesting I wasn't at the game so you've got a different view to it than what I have yeah but you've not had eight times but <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went far off <laughs> if, Nor- if Norwood played those two balls through in the goal and you're you're it. Hands over, aren't we? Um, I thought he did his job really really well I thought he allowed the people around him to play when he was sopping stuff at them. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what he is. I think Lundstrom still suffering from the fact that when he came in, yeah. he, he came in physically to replace Coote. Yeah. Not in the same, not, not, he's never going to play the same ball, he's not the same player, but he was coming in to, kill, to, to replace Coote. So instantly people were making direct comparisons with Coote and Lundstrom, yeah, yeah. and they're not the same player, and people are still hanging on to that now, well he can't do this, he can't do that. Rather than focusing on what he can do, which is get up and down, let a break play up, and I think let the better players play. We're going to have to get used to him, because I think he's going to play a lot. Whether Vesic will take that mantle up in, uh, in time, I don't know. I don't know enough about Vesic to know how he plays. But I, I, I think we're going to need, especially away from home, we're going to need somebody like that. The thing is, last season, the season before, the season before that, if we were 1-0 up in the last 10 minutes, we killed the game off yeah. by being better than the opposition and keeping the ball. Yeah. This season, if we're 1-0 up going into the last 10 minutes of the game, we're not good enough in comparison to Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs to do that. So the, the way we're going to have to defend these leads is being a bit more back still, a bit more dogmatic, a bit more pragmatic. And the way we do that is Bessic and Lundstrom, yeah. possibly even both of them, yeah. going into the last 10 minutes, sitting in front of the back four, winning tackles, winning airs, throwing the bodies in front of them. It's going to be necessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see an average position of where Lundstrom was, but where in the first half particularly, where we were sat, it was like apparent that he was almost not playing on the right wing, but almost in there. So there was, it was like an protection, a bit of protection for Baldock and Basham because they, them two can, mainly because we're out over there with Basham, he's getting caught. They need that little bit of protection. And we've, we've said before, uh, that's probably the weakest area of the team. Mm. But we, if, if you're going to get it off, you go down that side. What we were saying yesterday, really, it was clear what we could see watching on TV. Norwood was sat, sat deeper as well. But then Fleck and Lundstrom were sat. Yeah, further forward. Just slightly further forward, left and right. Yeah. And it just, like you say, it's that bit of protection. So, again, just just talking about what, seen, what I saw on, on telly as opposed to being at the game, Fleck looked quiet for me. First half particularly, and then he seemed to back himself second half. I think we all, uh, the whole team grew into the game second half. never got better and better. never kind of full stride until Christmas. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, January does <laughs> But, you know, it, again, it was, he was quiet. Yeah. And, and then, like you say, probably the last 20 minutes, we saw the John Flake that yeah. we, we know is in there. We, we played a lot more like Sheffield United for the last 20 minutes. When we've gone a goal down, I think the shackles came up a little bit, and we played well for the majority of the game. But we played more like ourselves. I'd be interested to what happens if we'd gone one up. If we'd taken one of those yeah. chances, how we would have. Yeah. Because the last few seasons we've gone one up. And we'll go two. And while the yeah. idea has been right, two, three, four, yeah. you know, don't take his foot off the throat, let's kill him, let's absolutely battle him. And, you know, he's throwing an extra forward on here, an extra 
what, what's he going to do this season? I think it'll be as well. We're going to have probably learn the hard way with that a couple of times. Yeah, until possibly. Yeah. Uh, it, and it'll come down to experience. But we, we're on the board, and we did better than both other promoter clubs did this weekend. So do we think, just to finish off on yesterday, are we up, down, or half where... Because obviously Tufts will have a budget for this season, so I'm going to get a point out of that game, we'll get three out of that one, and that will get us to me 40, 42 points. So do we think we're up, down, or par to where we would have a better one game? Uh, I do you think you'd have both of the way down? I think we're par. I, I think we're we'll that down as a game where we can take a point Because, well, the telling thing will come when we have maybe a Brighton away, or a Newcastle away, if the team he picks those games where it, we're well, assuming they're going to be in and around us. I don't think we're going to see the same team start two games in a row. I think we said yesterday, week. you go that first game, what's important yesterday? Get at least a point on the board. Yeah. Get at least a point, an away point yeah. on your yeah. first game, regardless of the opposition, is the minimum. Yeah, up and running. Exactly. And you're up and running. Yeah. And we're Born up and running. Born a top ten team. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, as, as of now, so away for the we're nearly in the above <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, just on that point, talking about the team, what about the team for next week? What, do you think he'll start? Back five the same. Yeah. Yeah. Freeman in for Lundstrom. And I think he'll play McBurney and Robinson up front. Yeah. Not yeah. Hard. He's hard, but I, that's what I'd play. And obviously. I, I totally agree. I think Lundstrom will come in. I think Freeman up for Lundstrom. I think Sharp will start, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Sharp and Rogovic. I think you'll see Morrison on the bench as well. I think yeah. at home, he'll give himself more attacking options on the bench. There's a chance, if Bessic is 100% fit, Lundstrom could even drop out of the squad altogether. Completely, yeah. He could take Lundstrom out of the starting and drop him. Morrison on the bench to give him more of an attacking option, and Freeland takes Morrison's. Mm. We were talking well, about on the, the midfield, defensive you've midfield. You've got Bessic and Osborne on the bench, and I'm yeah. going to do that, and possibly even Jagielka, yeah. you've got Basham at midfield. Well, we said that yesterday. We said we were going to wrap up, but trying to put a, put a bench together yeah. when you start. And you've got to leave Morrison and Ruth Setwell on the bench. You've got a 10 million pound forward. Yeah. So he's got some real real big decisions to make. We had to bring Tyler Smith back from Lowe from Barrow last year. Make a bench. Yeah, I think that was wild. That's tickling. Making a point. But yeah. How excited is it now? Right then, um, next part is uh, <laughs> Phil's special question that I know the answer to, so does Phil, obviously. Although I don't be a very good question. But before we get to that, um, I think it's really important to just acknowledge some of the fantastic stuff people are doing around United at the minute. I mean, I've managed to read a little bit before I fell asleep earlier of the Den Blades annuals turned up, fantastic piece of work. That Those lads um, are just, I mean, I've contributed to it in the past. Ian's done a bit. It's just fantastic. I want to read one every week. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the so style, it's the style, it's the writing. Very much out of that Monday start, but it's just great. So, Sam and Sam, keep up the good work. And uh, three of the four of us are voting it, and you finished it on holiday, Phil. Yeah, Danny Hall's book, We're Going to Wembley, is, we're not going to Wembley, is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. I read it in about two days. The people that have contributed to it, and like I say, you guys all have done, first class. Danny's writing style, I really enjoy the reading as well, and some of the insight from the players is great. It's a really good piece of, uh, piece of work, and if you've not bought it yet, I really suggest it. 
I go back from holiday to flick it open and I see, you know, it's not often that you can write something and then find Billy Sharp's name writing his next exactly. piece bit yeah, after yeah. your bit. I mean, yeah. it's just something else. Uh, one little shout out for me as well is Cheers, Josh. Fellow Podders, Blades Pod. Um, passed some good time on holiday by the pool listening to those boys. You know, they do the same as us. Yeah, they've been doing it longer and actually, you know, it's, it's always a good listen. So. For someone like me who does a lot of travelling, uh, Blades Pod's great for. Pass an hour or two on a on a long car journey or a flight or a sitting in an airport. So no, shout out to them guys. Great work. Yeah, some great stuff around United. Um, Bertie Blade and the boys at Shaw Street Magnifique as well, keeping uh, everyone kitted out in bucket hats and uh, limited edition badges and stuff. It's a great time to be a United fan because we're doing so well on the pitch. But like the fact that it's encouraging a lot of people to be creative and produce things for other United fans to enjoy. We'll give ourselves a pat on the back for that as well, but like, it, it's great, so... Yeah, we're, so, just, we're just chatting down the pub like we do yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everyone, uh, so what, well done to everyone and keep it up, and uh, we've now got Phil's special question. This isn't going to be a weekly thing, it was just something that came to my mind a couple of weeks ago that I couldn't think of the answers to it, so I started sort of trying to write it down, and I was really, really struggling. You guys might get this straight away, so if you do, it's going to fall flat on its face, no, no, never no, doing it no again. Pressure. Who started the games against Northampton away when we got when we got promoted from League One? Name that team. Moore, Freeman, Basham, O'Connell, Lafferty, O'Shea, Jake Wright, Fleck, Sharp. No, Sharp didn't start. Sharp didn't start. Start. Uh, Clark started. Two more. Two more then. Coops. Coops started, yeah. So it's the other three. four of them, No. No, he played one four. Oh, Shay played one. Oh, Shay played just off. Yeah. Oh, um, ah, Carruthers. Correct. Because Carruthers. It, it bar. Early on, early on, early on. Yeah. I was there. I feel like I should know more than that. But we'd have a few. We'd have a few. I just looking back now, thinking about that game, I, I just had a complete blank mind as to some of the players. It took me ages to get Carruthers. I didn't get Jay O'Shea at all. I had to research it before finding it. Although, again, it's one of those games that should be etched into every first United time, First time we met. It was, you're right. That night, you came up to me in the car park and went, not being funny, but you've been making me laugh for about the last hour with these songs, I'm Phil. And as they say, the rest history. I've <laughs> spent a lot of time staring into the bottom of empty glasses since then. But, uh, and obviously we travelled down together. We did. Paul had booked, we thought, a minibus and full coach turned up. Full coach, so we were spread out. Yeah. But, no, it's interesting that you... I guess if you'd asked me the similar question, say, about the Leicester game, which I've written about for for uh, Den Blade. Who was captain that game? Bob Booker. Bob Booker, yeah. Because Stan, Stan was in his vest on the sideline. Vest and cap on the sideline. Captain Northampton game, then. Oh, now was that Coots? Jake Wright? I don't say it, is it? I think I know who it was. It's far. Uh, it, it's it's right. Right. Okay, through that, that, um, that phase of the I think I was still making a pint when the teams came out, to be honest. <laughs> it's a real day. Uh, fantastic. But it's amazing that you look at that team, 
there's still players there that are mm. involved now, and that's that is the important yeah. thing. That yeah. is that is the After that the wild legacy. Yeah. Which talk, is exactly what you talked about the other day about Bournemouth. Yeah, oh, they still yeah. got players who've come from the world. He's still there. Yeah. He's the inspiration, but he used them as an inspiration. There were some some murmurings, I think, well, my dad was banging on about it, he bangs on about a lot of stuff, but something that when we were rumoured about maybe getting Harry Arter, that when yeah. they'd been, when they went to Malaga, was it, and they had this walk, yeah, and yeah. Then, like, Arter came over and spoke to players, like, you get this right. You can go to the very top. Yeah. You might be a league of football now and all this, and yeah, well, we might have ended up with him. But Scott Parker's married to his sister or something. I don't know. Yeah. Some family thing. In the yeah, brother-in-law. By the way, just whilst we're on Fulham, if you want a laugh, go on Fulham's Twitter and the way they announce signings, they shoehorn. Um, names into like ridiculous, um, ridiculous like puns. I just get one up now, just to to wet your whistle. I, I couldn't quite believe it the other night. I was laughing my head off for about half an hour at some of these. I'll link into that. Have you seen the Portsmouth from yesterday? No. So Will Farrell was at uh, Portsmouth oh, yeah, yeah, yesterday, yeah. and the guy that's reporting on Quest has got 14 puns in. For the two minutes with him. Oh, a little terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like Paul, I always love that one where Paul uh, Mercing got all the Oasis songs in on Soccer Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what are you doing for that? One thing on social media, our social media for the last few weeks. Absolutely super. So on point. It's just. It just. Just gets everything right. Just, it just like, like we said before about. Like oh, we know, oh, we know what everyone's called. Like, even to we'll the tune of changing the Twitter name. Yeah. Just yeah. looks a bit yeah. more professional. But even the even the even the behind the scenes videos, yeah, yeah. it's just showing you over when they were over in Portugal, players meeting Robinson for the first time. Billy yeah. taking him around. Billy taking around. Yeah. Right. How, how do you announce Harrison Reed? Hashtag a new breed. <laughs> how do you announce? I don't want to spoil it all, but I can't resist this one. Josh and Omer, phenomenal. <laughs> Hashtag phenomenal. You'll enjoy it. I might even follow them. To be honest, that's probably right because most Fulham fans won't be able to spell phenomenal anyway. They'll probably spell it that way. Fulham, bless him. Anyway, yeah, so good question, Phil. Right, we're back. Um, just a little bit of a warning for this bit. If anyone's listening to this in the car with the kids, or the grandmother, or the vicar, it might be an idea to kind of wait till you take the dog for a walk and put your headphones in because there's a good chance the language level might ramp up to 11 on this. Uh, we're going to talk about lazy punditry over the summer and, <laughs> and how much it's collectively boiled out. Where do we start? How do we start with a recent one? Uh, Danny Mills, wanker. <laughs> Right, yeah. move on, thank you. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. They're playing with their overtaking centre forward, centre back. Danny, stop talking. But was, you can tell he only, he only said that because someone had told him. They asked for like a, a proper backpedal. The day before, he's like, yeah, they're not a, what were, they're not a, not a glamorous team. Not, they don't play the favourable club. They don't play the glamorous way. They're glamorous way. I mean, this is. I'm not saying we're like the fucking magic magyars or we're, you know. We're certainly not a we're not a long ball team, we're not an up and at team, we're, we're not, not unattractive to us. We're playing good brand football. The annoying thing about it is if a pundit thinks that we're gonna go down because 
we're not good enough or because the way we play will leave us exposed to a counter-attack and teams will pick us off, that's fine. Peter Kraft just tips us to go down purely because he thinks the way we play, the good teams will pick us off on the counter. That's fine. You, you think we're going to go down and you've, you've kind of backed it up with, with reason and sense. If you think we're going to go down, because, because we're as, as one of the pundits said yesterday, John Pembert is going to be launching long diagonal <laughs> balls to Alan Cork <laughs> for fucking nine months, then why are you doing this job? These people are paid good salary. That's what annoys you. That's give your opinion That's on the my game. Point. You're, they're only, by, and Danny Mills, he's Adrian's phone-up guy, and said Danny wants to do more TV. Why you'd want him on anyway, so he's devoid of any personality or charm whatsoever. But like, Ebons, he played a couple of games for England and played in the Premier League for Man City in and Leeds. Yeah. And it, and he's something like head of development for FA or what? You've got part of their future development plans. The thing is, like you say, what annoys me is he's getting paid for that. Yeah. And and that's what annoys me. He's being paid for his knowledge and his expertise and he's displayed none of it. If you read the secret, have you read any of the secret football books? Yeah. Yeah. The one where he talks about where he goes to the punter trek and he said he takes a pass and he writes like 30 sheets of paper and then the other bloke sat there complaining, which like which diving is. into the uh, Thai green curry. Yeah, exactly. If Danny Mills gets the phone call on Tuesday, right, Dan, you're on Sky tomorrow, I want you to talk about Sheffield United. All he has to do is say to his wife, sorry, love, I can't watch Killing Ebria tonight, I'm upstairs, I'm on laptop, put YouTube on, watch some of our fucking games from last season, watch some highlights, read some stuff, do some research, don't just come on and go, oh, yeah, 20 years ago they played long ball, so I'm guessing that's what they do now. Some fucking pride in you, work in not end. Exactly, and that's that's what um, moving on to another one. Kunde. I mean, mm. I, I'm not too bothered about Adrian Durham calling Billy Sharp out because he's just a prick. He don't bother me Yeah, exactly. But Kunde to say, yeah, they play for they play four at the back. I mean, we've not played four at back since we got dicked down here by Southend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was last time we played four at back, I think. But it it's it's just like Durham. Durham's Durham. I, I don't mind him compared to Darren Goff. Goff, just when well, Darren Goff tries talking about football. Well, Darren Goff knows about football, you could write on the back of a postage stamp with a paint and all that. And you want it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you won't, you, and you won't want to read that either. Because it would be. It'd be I keep saying it, devoid of any charm or personality, a bit like him. Mr. Yorkshire, who lives in fucking Milton Keynes. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know about Darren Goff. Who supports Spurs, Barnsley, and Spurs? I do like the fact that Durham had to interview Willie Sharp after the game. Yeah. I've not D- heard it. Durham did climb down last week. Yeah, he did a poem he, he for him. He kind of came on and said, look, Have you heard it? Yeah, he did, did a Billy Sharp poem. <laughs> just, just jumping back, Darren Goff supports Spurs and Barnsley. What is it with Yorkshire, England cricketers supporting two clubs? Because Vaughan will be back down here this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> to be fair, though, Vaughan is not Yorkshire, is he? No, no, I get that. The, the only Mancunian with the keys to Sheffield, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he'll be down here. Yeah, yeah. the corporate hospitality this year, won't he? I mean, anyway. our friend, good friend of all, all of us, Paul McDonald, you all know from Twitter, hilarious man, has spent the last 10 years trying to get blocked by Michael Vaughan <laughs> and uh, has yet to succeed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Vaughan will be down, yeah. put on sandwich in hand, uh, to take in some top flight football. Um, but, I was I referred to it earlier. Neil Custis oh. of the Sun. I mean, this morning, Sunday supplement. Neil, what do you think about Sheffield United? Proceeded then to talk about Norwich and Villa. Well, what? It couldn't be off the subject quick enough. And to fight, the fact, the worrying thing was the alternative. I think it was Alison Kerwin was on as well, but the alternative was Martin Samuel. I actually, I actually don't mind Martin Samuel. 
I think a few years ago, obviously, with the West Ham thing, he, he, he went below the belt far too often. But I do think he's a pretty good um, sports writer. He has gone up in my estimation. The only thing with Martin Samuel is like that Stuart Lee sketch where you, I imagine if you got close to him and his sleeve would just be that little bit of gravy, that stain would <laughs> be down on his hand. Like, one of the, uh, what's in the gold bell that twits, like, all stuff in his beard, like, the closer you examine, but he's got a full ecosystem on his face, that's fantastic. But, like, it's weird, isn't it, because the sport football club, you have loyalty to them, especially when we're doing well, we're very passionate about it, but... It's the it's a throwaway presumptuous comment, yeah. and we won't be the it's only it's club ignorance that it's we ignorance. get this. Oh, um, part of the problem is it's going another level now as well. So Lineker made tried to make a joke last night in match of the day, and it didn't work. But people are getting offended by that as well. It was a joke, and because we're getting so much shit from pundits, we're not seeing the. We're suddenly getting really. really we're getting we're really getting really get get yeah. exactly. yeah. and, and I think as well we were spoiled last year because yeah. the by <laughs> far the best pundit in English football for me at the. At at the minute is Liam Rossini. And now he's obviously dark. He was he he clearly invested the time yeah. in left the missus on a Saturday night watching QED and invested the time. Yeah. It surprised me listening to Jamie O'Hara on Sky. Because he he was spoke very, really good very knowledgeable. Really it wasn't just that he was being he wasn't just talking uh, rhetorically. Yeah. He w- he was clearly talking about stuff that he did research, which yeah. is all you ask. Yeah. That's their job to talk about something they know about, and the only way you know about something is researching it. He's researching it. Yeah. And moved on a long way from feuding with Leon Knight, hasn't he? So, uh, uh, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah, and rattling Daniel Lloyd. <laughs> that was the same subject, wasn't it? Yeah. But I do know a song, but I'm not going to sing it. Um, but yeah, I just I just think it's obviously we're favourites to go down because the three. Relegated. Three from other teams are invariably favourites to go down. And, and it's a bold shout to say otherwise, to be fair. Yeah. If you stick your head above it, say, ah, actually, I think Sheffield are going to finish 14th, you're giving yourself the possibility you're going to look stupid at the end of the season when we're finishing 24 points and we're down. So it's easy just to win your milk go down. And it's an easier climb down if we've done well to say, actually, they've surprised if you have beaten. But, but I say, have a reasoned argument behind it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I, say, crowd, I think. The reverse of what Crouch has done, I think, is the way that he's talked about Norwich is the exact opposite of the way he's talked about us, and, and you could argue the, the same point for both clubs. See, what I don't understand is why, why we're, of all the three teams that came up, we're the ones that everyone thinks will go but down. Because we're the horrible Northern bastards. Yeah, but the thing is, Norwich, fin- all right, they, they picked us to the title, that's fair enough. But they weren't, it weren't like a Wolves where they absolutely ran no, away. No, I read that this week. Yeah. Uh, Norwich will be safe, they romped to the title. We, we could have still won the title. Half an, hour, half an hour before the end of the season finished, we could have still won the title. Yeah, exactly. And they conceded the shit all involved. Yeah. Yeah. And they bought, as far as I'm aware, they've they not bought. Million. They spent and they've got, a, they've got a central defensive midfielder in who didn't play. Mm. So yeah. that was their excuse. For Patrick Roberts on loan and... Yeah, yeah, I mean the two fullbacks on Friday against Liverpool—they're very impressive. I mean, you can't—you you can't use Liverpool them getting dipped at Anfield as a barometer no. for the Liverpool because there's every chance we'll get there and get beaten three or four. But that's just—even Darren Gosford knows that Grant Hunt is not a Premier League centre. Exactly. He's a donkey. He'll be a donkey at whatever level. How when we had such a good defence last season and we've added goals and threat and pace up front? Norwich had an awful defence last season, they've added nothing to it. 
Are people still saying Norwich will be safe or Norwich will do better than us? Yeah. I don't get it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm really excited for a um, few weeks' time. Well, not a few weeks, a few months' time, especially, but it'll come up before then. When Carrigo and Neville really get into the way we play, because we've got Arsenal on that Monday night, haven't we? It'll be really interesting. I know it'll be weird going to the match and then watching the preview of the match after. So yeah. Just to listen to how they how they think it out. Yeah, yeah. And like, because they, they think about like, and, and that's what you want people to actually like digest what they're watching. And and I mean, there's been there's that Daily Mail where we were in the bottom three for all twenty. Yeah. Burnie, didn't Burnie. Yeah, you said Burnie. No one said, and I don't think any 
any of not, I don't think any of the rest of them did, did they? I don't think any of us said Michael Morrison, did we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably sure none of us said Mo Bessich, did we? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, actually, to be fair, I, I said Michael Berich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, do a lot of work, I do a lot of work in Belgium and I, I kind of researched and I knew it was a, it was a good bet. What, what do you research? Long fingers? Yeah, giant <laughs> fingers. <laughs> what do you do? Do we do that longfingeredbelgiummails.com? <laughs> Carly Blade's favourite website. Yeah, shout out to Carly Blade. She's had a lot of trouble recently. Especially in Danny's book where I talked about carrying um, bottles of lager between the breasts. Um, <laughs> that was put on uh, Wilder's Army Facebook group and Carly was inundated with about 25 very requests. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants me to put a word in, uh, do contact me directly on uh, Twitter. DM us on Twitter and we'll uh, help assist you sliding into Carly's DMs. <laughs> Sorry, Carly. Good friend. Lovely girl. Heart gold. Um, but the last, last Hall of Fame we did, uh, Richard, St- and Richard Stearman got in. So, to go back in history, we've now got Pete Lundloves gloves, Richard Stearman the L car, and what else? One. What was it? Bagana's streaker. Bagana's streaker. And there's another one. But anyway, uh, I'll start off this week, and after yesterday, he's on the background of my phone. I think I tweeted. Uh, well, put on Instagram last night, inject every inch of this into my veins. It's got to be Billy Sharp. See him score that goal yesterday. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, it was nice, nice, nice and easy one there then, yeah? Yeah, well, I've well, got a, a bit of a banker, so who are you going for? Well, I'm, I'm going to go for a bit of a left field one. I'm going to go for Sir William of Sharp. Okay. Uh, I'm going completely different. I'm going for Billy Sharp Esquire. And. Uh, Tough one. I, I feel like I should be one of them tweets that people do, like when they just agree with everything, just just to be. I do not know who you're talking about. No, there. I don't know. Bandwagon jumping tweet. Uh, band, I'm going to be a bandwagon jumper. I think I'll go for William Louis Sharp. There we are. Uh, fat lad from Sheffield. He's got to go in. Just yeah, and then he just gets done by virtue of being who he is and what he's done. I mean, we saw him. We saw him when he was a kid, and he looked a good, promising. Prospect then, and we, he came back, and he was average, probably down to the fact he was played out of position. Because of that, dinosaur. And I didn't chase him long balls into a corner, did it? Berating. For avoidance of doubt, Kevin, Kevin Blackwell. Black we Black are talking <laughs> about Kevin Blackwell. Apparently, Nathan Dyer wasn't what we were looking for. Went on to play in the Premier League and win the title with Leicester. But Leon Britton was destroyed. Signed one of the best English. Passing midfielders of the last generation when he plays in just long balls <laughs> over his head every yeah. time, which is great when he's five foot four. Yeah. Uh, um, but but since we've re-signed him, phenomenal. But, well, third time. If there was ever an example of third time, look at it. Yeah. Nobody is. What was the stat on match of the day? Again, I'm on commission. Um, nobody's scored more goals in English football since 2005. That is. I know they're not all big goals, but they certainly have. His, his strike rate, since he's re-signed, is only bettered in this country by Harry Kane. Yeah. Wow. I, I think Kane and Aguero are top three, aren't they? Yeah, well, he's ahead of Sergio Aguero. I mean, no, for, it seems weird using the phrase like, great strikers, but think of the, all the, the players that have gone for a lot of money that play up front who have not scored anywhere near. Can you imagine what it'd be worth if he was even five years younger? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's well, a £30 million pound I, I listened to a podcast today, I think it might have been the Guardian one, I think Barry Glendennis said on there, he's amazed that no one's ever 
he's never gone for big money. Obviously, Southampton had a bit. Southampton just paid about five million for him, but didn't really play. But he, he said he can't believe that no kind of you know bottom end Premier League clubs have ever in, in a January gone. We need a dozen goals. In well, he's, he's been perceived as never really scoring in championships, but I was looking at his record the other day. He's actually scored more championship goals than League One, which surprised me. Yeah, he's well. He's played Southampton. We paid one point eight. Really? Rumor, yeah. Wow. So he's, he's well. We, we paid more to yeah, yeah. get him back. Obviously, we he's played played full street times, but Southampton, Leeds. Where else has he been? Donny, uh, Donny, Scunthorpe, Reading, Reading, Reading Forest. Like, no, like on the whole, played for some, played for some like reasonable sized clubs there, and that'd be a bit interesting. But I would, I, I'm almost kind. I think the only club which has ever liked him off, like Forest, seemed to really dislike him when they had him. But I he think scored, only scored a goal or two, didn't he? I don't think he scored many from it. And what? Leeds weren't big fans of him, were they? But I don't know. This. I've seen a few Leeds fans on there on, on Twitter saying how much they liked him and how well he did. You know, they always put a shift in and wish they kept hold of him. I, I, I don't know if you saw today. Luke made a good point on one of, one of group chats today saying we shouldn't forget that he almost sacrificed a season or two of his career yeah. to come to us. Yeah. Mm. You know, he took him no, down, down to Leeds. down to Leeds once. Well, I think he said in an interview, did he half his wage or something? Some of that. So he's, he obviously he's reaping the benefits now because he's captain of the two promotions he's scored in Premier League for us and so on. But he did actually, he sacrificed a, at least a season or two. To, to it's his prime as well. Yeah. And he, if the, I mean, if we extend the ground and there's ever a player who deserves his name on the stand, I think he's the, he's the one for me. He is a modern day legend. They call this, he's Mr Sheffield United. For the last, since Chris Wilde has been there, He's Mr. Sheffield United. The, the word legends bandied around yeah. far too easily. Yeah. But yeah, well, I would agree with currently that. Currently in the club, in my opinion, there's definitely there's three. three. Well, for me, it's Wilder, Sharp, yeah. and I think Basham. In terms of like cult hero. Yeah, cult yeah, hero. Yeah. Cult yeah. yeah. no, yeah. hero, yeah. But then, then you've got ones such as John Egan, Ender Stevens, Jack O'Connell. So they have John Fleck. Like, these players, if they continue to progress, like anyway, we're going off talking about our, our main boy. But what, what, what I loved again, I'm going to bring much of the day up, but when Ian Wright and Alan Shearer were talking about his scoring, Shearer almost had a smile on his face. Yeah. Shearer tweeted it last night. Yes, just got it. And he goes, Who else would you want from Mr. Sheffield United? And, and then Ian Wright, like, I mean, Ian Wright, just I love him, right? I'd love to go on pop with him. I think it'd be absolutely, absolutely dynamite. But it's that, that talk about goalkeepers union. Goal getters union. I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not so sure Lineker appreciated him saying there's two great golf scorers in the studio talking about Wright and Shearer. <laughs> maybe why maybe maybe he'll fit in Wednesday joke. But um, you're right. I mean Shearer and um, Wright, they're no strikers and they can see. They can see the little movements he's making and the stuff like that, and the Johnny on the spot stuff. And you want him, you know what? Scoring the goal that he scored yesterday, the way that he scored it, that's how you want. That's how you yeah. want him to score that goal because that's Billy Sharp. That that goal is Billy I mean, Sharp. How would you, in his time at United, since he's come back, he's been outside a couple of times, yeah. and that's at Ernie Strike. Pulls his way back in, yeah. And apart, what's he's, 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 one thing that's missing? And I really wish it happened, and last season was the opportunity. He's a goal against Pigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that penalty. That penalty that, that, that did he miss. Yeah. But then, a few missed penalties in the last four years, but he's just, he, he's just a talisman. And he's got better as well. 
he's added um, so much to his game. He's he worked yeah. so hard. He's had to play in a different way. Yeah, yeah. He's had to adapt his game and he's done it. Yeah. But he, he looks quick and strong. He looks fit. He looks fit, doesn't he? Look the at thing him. is, he would never... Rapid, rapid. So he never has. It's not like, like acceleration, wasn't it? It's not like his pace is ever going to go when he was going to be done. He's always, he's always been about movement, right place at right time, the little that instinct. And he said that. I saw that instinct. He said that you know, I'm quite likely to get battered by Van Dyke for 89 minutes. Yeah. But if he switches off at 90 minutes, boom. And, uh, and that's what he's done. And that's, what and that's exactly through. what happened yesterday. All right, it was only on the pitch six minutes, but. But that's, but that's what. He's, that's what he's, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? If he is a super sub this season as well, what's so good in a home game, nil-nil or we need to get a goal, one-nil down, 10-15 minutes to go, that energy you'll give the crowd when he comes on. And I'd, I mean, I, I, was, I was saying I can't wait for the scores in the Premier League, but he's, he's, he's done it already. And he'll get, he'll get some goals this season. If we create chances, he'll score. I was, um, I was with some friends who support Liverpool a few, about a month ago, and I said, like, the love the of flutter, and I said, all right, what do you reckon? Billy Sharp, ten or more goals. Now, I'm not saying he will get that. Be inter- and the odds were like, and I know Joe would bet on, like, how many pints he can drink on a Friday night, and he's like, I'm not sure I'd take that bet. But, but he, he just, you don't, goal scorers don't stop being goal scorers. No. And that's, yeah, just, just the, like you say, legends get banded around the bar, but 100% deserved. Are we put this to a vote? So, <laughs> so you can vote for my suggestion of Billy Sharp, Phil's suggestion of? Sir William of Sharp. Uh, Billy Sharp Esquire. And William Louis Sharp. Yeah, so. Well, should we just call it the Fat Lab from Sheffield? I think so, it's a clear winner. But um, it's been good to get back together, boys. Indeed, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Got a bit of time, maybe, to have a little chat about Palace now for five minutes on a Sunday. Uh, yeah. what, we, what we think. I'm not the game, I'm uh, my trotters up in France. So I won't be in the pub, bit good, but I'll be watching it in a pub in Ren. Uh, FaceTime you at the end of the match if we've won. Looking forward to that one, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, to be honest. Uh, I think if you want the games at the start of the season, Try and get something on the board. Yeah. There's not many other games. You know. Yeah. I agree with you. Say Bournemouth top ten side, but actually Bournemouth away. They've not got a great record in the first game of the season. Palace at the minute are just troubled. Yeah. Conceding goals. Hodgson it happy. Zaha's not happy. Zaha's not in the team. I'm, I'm, really, yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping that Zaha starts on bench again. Yeah. And and I think you know it's an opportunity to get points on the board. And well, I, and I feel confident that with hopefully a full ground back in the fans and really create a great atmosphere that we won't we won't freeze, we'll do our job. It will be a, a, a really good atmosphere and that's what I'm looking for. Obviously the game will be what it will be and we can't control it, but the atmosphere is going to be incredible. I'm oh, looking, it will be good to start. I think we'll start really on the front foot. Yeah. I think the idea will be, look, first home game in Premier League, we're on the sky, get, get into the first minute, get out yeah. of well, looking, looking at, unfortunately, for Palace, they're notoriously excellent away, aren't they? I mean, the last team to win at Anfield and last team to win at the Etihad. Right. Uh, but looking at their side. Cheers, John. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going home. Yeah. We're to raise the blades. <laughs> That'll be a new fanzine or something. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, goalkeeper that Guita, I don't really know much about him. The back four were Ward, Martin Kelly played centre half. 
got down Patrick, I mean Van Arnold, Van Arnold Andy Hoyer. Yeah, uh, Ward's, Ward's solid enough, and Dan, Dan's pretty decent, but that. He's just a decent center half, he's not. They're all just decent players, really. Yeah. If you look at that, and uh, Van Arnold might, but none of the other three you'd have down here. But you, with Van Arnold, the only reason people know is because he's. Gets goals. You know. goal. Yeah, he's, he's, he's you fancy football fullback. You don't. Yeah, you don't look at him. You won't look at him and go, "Gosh, I, I, his defensive quality." But Townsend. I mean, dangerous. He scores goals. From he's, it, he's, he's the ultimate hot and cold player. Yeah. Yeah. But Roy Orbison manages to knock a tune out of him. MacArthur. Milovojevic. They get a penalty. He'll score. But he's. And then that Max may have played on the left. He's a decent little player. Decent little player, but again, didn't look looked to be lacking confidence yesterday in the highlights. He got in good position. Yeah, yeah. he had a really good opportunity. We've got, and then we've got Ben Teke and Jordan Ayew. Now, I'm not going to make any bold predictions because the comeback to that is, but... Neil Collins could deal with Ben Teke. In for a penny. <laughs> thing is, listen, yeah. if you were going to pick a change play first at home, it would be that, someone. That, that's going to be that's going to run well, top you, three or four. I think. Uh, I'm not going to get not time now. Good. If you looked on fantasy on fantasy Premier League, you can see percentage of people who selected Jordan Ayew and Ben Teke in their teams. It'll be below five. Ayew might be on because he makes up the bench as a cheap form at five million pounds. But they're not forwards that terrify. And, and, and Obviously, they're not forwards that if we'd have been linked with them in the summer. If there'd been a few concerns, you'd have been a bit underwhelmed. You'd have been like, you know what I mean? Again, we're not getting ahead of ourselves here, we're not. No, because we've got a point of Bournemouth, we're not suddenly turning into dicks. But. Already. Looking at ship sales, but. To be fair, the bench is actually alright. You've got the Kamarasu, who's at Cardiff, Cardiff, yeah, yeah. Gary Kale, obviously. I would imagine, in fact, Kale will probably start. If you've had a yeah, week still, there's a chance Kale. Chelsea could have done with him today. Yeah. Oh. And, and if, if he turns up and he's on his game and wants to do it, he could he could tear us apart. I mean, but if he's sulking, he's, he, I mean, we're saying a lot about having to be cute. He is one that will throw himself on floor at first opportunity. Uh, and I also, the way you deal with him, remember last season, James Ward-Prowse got him sent off at, um, at St Mary's. So he oh, died and then uh, when ref was told him to harm, he's going like that, be like, I can't see what I'm doing. He's a big camp, but like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing the nice thing. He's only, he's only going to um, he's only going to be more mardy. He's seventy million pound player, aren't he? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, he's turned it down. It's worth more. But he's, he's weird. They were talking about that in Talk Sports this afternoon. He's on, he's on biggest deal in Palace history, I think. So like one hundred and fifty grand a week. He's got five years left on it. He's like he's going to set for life, so he's going to take big money, and they're not in a position to sell. But again, Palace, Hodgson, don't know how he's still going, but that's him, but he's like... He's he, really, really old. <laughs> what? Oh. 
Well, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. It's very, 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 Outside of podcasts, available for impressions of the footballers. If you want to go on at your Christmas party, get in touch and I'll pass Dan's number on. It's going to be better than having Steve Bruce yeah, at your end of the Steve Bruce party. Oh, well, we are obsessed, aren't we? <laughs> so, predictions for next Sunday then? I'm going to go Blades win. Not a particularly comfortable win, but we'll win. 2 1 win. Blades. I'm with Dan. 2 1 win. 3-0. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, 3-0. Right. Robinson early goal. Um, specifics and everything. Robinson early goal. Um, and then a Stevens goal, like the one that he nearly um, he nearly scored yesterday when he got played in. And then uh, off of the bench, McBurney, if he doesn't stop McBurney, Big pack towering head up again from the corner. That's what I'm going for. That should be quite good to get him off the mark very soon. Yeah. Um, we could all do it. You know, Robinson could do it on the bird yeah. could do it on. And you boys will be in the sheep you before, I, I, I suspect. I'm certainly well. Certainly well. I'll be. It's a weird one though, 2 o'clock kickoff, isn't it? What time are we meeting? Yeah. Sure. We don't need usually much encouragement to get We'll have to go in at half eleven. That's a shame, isn't it? Oh, when was it the Sunday game when we were in there about half nine in the morning? Wait, Leeds? Leeds. Oh, nine o'clock we were in there. Yeah. Nine o'clock. <laughs> we've opened early. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, exciting and uh, good to be back. By the year, uh, Dan Blaze annual. By Daniel's book. Keep listening and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks or when, after the Paris match. Hopefully a bit sooner than the last one. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers up. All the boys.